I got it! When I first heard about Dave being trapped in a maze. One, two, three, four! I built a labyrinth. Can you believe it? Dave is trapped in a cardboard maze in his living room and he can't get out. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute, the podcast where a whole bunch of us are exploring the film Dave Made a Maze one minute at a time. The twist. Many of the participants have never seen the film. Some don't even know what film they're sampling. They get their minutes and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black. Minute 65. Dave and Eddie, prepare for the end. To take on Minute 65, we have Chris Durkulch and G. Fitty with G. and Silent Bob Minute. You come home, there's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is wackadoodle crazy. It's like a fucking cocktail party in here. I get a few words from you before you go. Welcome to the Dave Made a Minute podcast, where we break down Dave Made a Maze one minute at a time. This is Minute 65, quite possibly the greatest MacGuffin Minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry from Jay and Silent Bob Minute. And I'm Chris Derkoch, also from the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. And we are... 65 minutes into a movie which we have not seen, Chris. <laughs> Luckily, you're still unprofessional. You still have your phone on, so <laughs> we have had that through line. <laughs> that through line continues of your it's unprofessionalism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, Chris and I have not watched this movie. This is the fourth minute we've done. Um, none of them were sequential, so we have no idea what's going on in this movie, but we're trying to piece it together. Guess what? At the end of this, I'm watching this movie. This is it. This is our last minute. So. Yeah, this is our last minute. After this, we're gonna we're gonna watch it, and uh, I'm hoping some questions are gonna be answered. Uh, most <laughs> importantly, what the fuck's going on? Because I don't know. <laughs> so uh, this minute starts with um, our main character getting a stand, and ends with uh, I don't know nightmare fuel. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm not positive what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. So um, yeah, it starts out, and apparently. I believe when we last left the the girlfriend, uh, where they were in the maze, but they had not found him, or they just found him. I believe they just they remember they went into like that uh the room where they were having a rave party. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So they just found him. Um, they are now they seem to be separated from the little film crew that was with them. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, there's nobody but them now. Yeah, but we'll see that they are around. So she has a stand, like literally like a stand you would put something on. So I mean. I've got, and they they put something on top of it, some sort of cardboard Olympic torch. I I guess. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what I think. It looks like a torch of some sort. Yeah, a cornucopia of some sort. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure, but apparently it needed a stand. It also seems to be important. That's why I said this was the best MacGuffin minute ever. Can you explain what a MacGuffin yes, is? Yes, a MacGuffin you see in most films about spies. It is a thing that the spies are after. In the days of Rudyard Kipling, it would be the plans of the fort on the Khyber Pass. Mm-hmm. It would be the plans of an airplane engine and the plans uh, of an atom bomb, anything you like. It's always called the thing that the characters on the screen worry about, but the audience don't care. Mm-hmm. And someone asked, what is a MacGuffin? And there's a, the, it's described in a scene in an English train going to Scotland. And one man says to the other opposite him, he said, what's that package above your head there? 
Now the man says, oh, that, that's a MacGuffin. He said, what is a MacGuffin? He said, well, it's an apparatus for trapping lions in the Scottish Highlands. The man said, but there are no lions in the Scottish Highlands. He said, then that's no MacGuffin. <laughs> uh, thank you for clearing that up for us. Because oh. I feel like this is the MacGuffin that they got to take to the center to, like, solve this whole problem. You think this is it? This thing with the stand is, maybe? Yeah, this is, this is like, their Death Star run. Their, the trench run, I guess. Okay. Except instead of, uh, instead of, you know, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, we have, uh, Bobo Carl Urban and his, um, keeping with our movie that we're covering right now, Mallrats, the girl that's far too attractive for him. Right. <laughs> Keep, keeping that alive. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I would love to really delve into this stand, and maybe the minutes around and stuff, but I have no idea what's going on. I assume no. the thing getting put on there is the important thing, but for all I know, the stand's the important thing. What's that? This is a stand. Oh. Oh. What's more important than either the chrysalis itself, the thing that Dave just made, or the stand itself, which Annie just made, is that the two of them made them. She made this phallic masculine thing that goes inside the feminine protective thing that he just made. And they did it together. That's what matters. So yes, these are arguably MacGuffins. Except no one's really seeking them out. When they needed them, they made them. Now we bring it to the center, baby. Yeah, we do. And then there's that innuendo. Right, right. Or what happens next? I have no idea. Oh yeah, we're getting into that. So that's yes. Yeah, so he gets this. So he gets the stand. He gets this little thing, and all we know is they got to bring it to the center. Yeah. Whatever the hell that means. I guess the center of the maze. Like I said, like that seems to be like their way to to finish things off. Their exit, maybe. Yeah, but then he just inexplicably takes out a katana. <laughs> yeah, and she's that's there's some weird lines here too. With the she says impulse buy. He says it was at the register. It was at the register. I mean, I get it. I get the joke. Because she's asking the question that I'm literally asking of, like, where did you get a samurai sword from? Notably as well, and no one would catch it in this format with all these different participants, when Dave unrolled all of the equipment he had with him in minute 49, there was no sword. Dave is effectively manifesting what he needs when he needs it. Because we're led to believe that if that type of item is inside this maze, that somebody brought it in? Right. So did he bring it in himself? If so, why? Also, how? <laughs> I mean, we haven't even answered the first question of how did anybody get in this maze because we don't have those minutes. <laughs> if you heard our first uh, episode, you could tell that we had no idea how, what was going on. Or if you're listening to the current episode, you know we don't know what's going and on. We've learned nothing. <laughs> yeah. We missed all the, all the parts in between. It's like we're watching Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but we missed all the part where people get shrunk. <laughs> so all we know is they were big and they're now small and we have no idea how for all I know Rick Moran has shrunk all these people that would be that would be a good uh, thing to find out <laughs> oh yeah oh come on Zelensky what are you doing <laughs> although uh, Dave yeah I mean if if a giant ant shows up and dies I am gonna cry though <laughs> yeah so yeah she gets a samurai sword which is odd yeah it's, to say the least yeah and she's not even like she's moderately surprised to get it but not as surprised as i would be if i came home and like my wife just handed me a samurai sword 
and said, keep cutting until you get to the center. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have some follow-up questions at that yeah, point. Like, Even if we were trapped somewhere, like we suddenly become trapped somewhere. If she just – or I just break out a samurai sword, I feel like she's going to have questions. Weirder, actually, is this impulse by exchange. Actually, doesn't make any sense because anyone who did see one of the earlier minutes back in the apartment knows there's a stand with swords of three different sizes, but one was missing. So Dave did take it with him, despite my last note. But also, Annie knows they exist. Unless he literally just bought them while she was on the same business trip she returned from in minute three. Like it was literally the last purchase he made before he started building. Although the opening credits would suggest otherwise, that he was busy playing music, making origami birds, trying his hand at woodworking, and attempting to fix a doorknob. I swear he wasn't carrying that samurai sword in the last minute we had, so... You mean our last minute, 20 minutes ago? Maybe 20 he minutes wasn't. Ago. Yeah, but if he brought it in, is this like his storage room? Is that what this is? For, all we, know, he went to, for all we know, he went to a store inside this place and bought it. That's a possibility. I never even thought of that. That's a possibility. Well, he met like a, a, a roving samurai, like John Belushi was walking by and sold him a samurai sword. <laughs> he went Saturday Night Live, John Belushi. That's great. <laughs> that's my only reference for samurai. <laughs> I got no time for Kurosawa. I'm talking Belushi. <laughs> so, so, I mean, they have a passionate, quote unquote, kiss. Right. She says, I so, love I mean, you. So, I mean, I guess that's all good. All I know is for what's happening I don't know what's happened in the intervening half hour or so since the last time we saw these guys. They are very calm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to see how she gets into the maze and doesn't lose her mind. Yeah. All right. So before we get on to the last 15 seconds or so of our minute, uh, do you have anything to say about their little interaction, her having a samurai sword, or should we just wildly speculate? Should we go back to wild speculation of how they got in there? (laughs) If he had the samurai sword, instead of bringing everybody in, why don't he just chop his way to the center and get it over with? It feels like chopping through cardboard with a samurai sword would not be that difficult. Right. Um, I'm still going on the theory that they have been – I forgot. I don't remember what my theory was. I believe I thought they were shrunk down in some way to get in there. Yeah, I don't know now. Dimensional portal, I don't know. It's it's very odd. Like I realize that it's probably very unimportant to the plot and the main thing is to get them inside this maze. You know what's like, weird to me too? The way she says um, – he says – he says what's that? And she says it's a, a stand. Like she was making it up as it went along. Well, I mean, if somebody held that up to me, I probably would ask what it was, too. <laughs> True. But it does beg the question of, like, he has the whatever, the Olympic torch <laughs> that he yeah. has. Does it require a stand? Like, was that necessary? You couldn't just go throw it in whatever room it is? <laughs> and the samurai sword's wrapped in a blanket with, like, a belt around it. Oh, no. I have failed. I think Dave may have had the rolled-up blanket inside his stuff he laid out. Let me check. Pause. Sure enough, it's there. I was wrong before. <laughs> I suppose I apologize. Back to Jeff and Chris. Yeah, he he's taking care of that samurai sword. Like we, like he is a, a Ronin that we just didn't know about. Right, right. But then- like, oh, I forgot to mention, I. Used to live in feudal Japan. Again, then why didn't he use it? And what is on his hand? I don't know. I meant to bring that up. It was in my notes. I was getting to it. Is his hand oh. starting to become cardboard? 
That's or is he wearing a cardboard glove? I can't figure it out. I thought maybe we had like an Evil Dead thing going on, like his hand got cut off and he got replaced with cardboard. Now I'm looking at it, it looks like yeah, it looks like frayed cardboard. Hell the, the king, king, baby. <laughs> it's no chainsaw, that's for sure. No, it's definitely no chainsaw, but yeah, all my notes have question marks after them. <laughs> it just says a stand question mark MacGuffin question mark katana question mark. <laughs> I mean, that's about where we're at. Everything's a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to title this uh, episode, Question Mark. That's what yeah, question mark. <laughs> the boys from Jane's Island Bob Minute have questions. No answers, <laughs> just questions. Yeah, we'll have answers when we don't have any episodes left to do and nobody will know our answers. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting. I can't wait to watch this because then I want to listen to everybody's minutes and see how many people were dumb enough to do it the way we were. Sound crazy <laughs> like we do. Yeah. Like, I know, like, Mystic Pizza has watched their movie without – or one minute at a time without – seeing it before but like at least they watched it sequentially and every yeah. minute i feel like we're at a real disadvantage here <laughs> all right so i'm trying to split the minute up because we really need to delve into the second part of this when we get there here's where this first part ends it's he says once you start don't stop until you get to the center the, the second, second you, you make your, your first, first cut, cut it's, coming, it's coming after us yeah okay but i think we knew that last time we were under the impression something was in here yeah there's something coming after them so let's wildly speculate some more. What kind of monster do you think would be inside of a cardboard box? I mean, you're trapped in a cardboard. Why not a fire? <laughs> and what, oh, how about a mouse? Uh, oh, or a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> a giant mouse? Yeah. I mean, could it be something like that? Like, that's a real thing. Or is it like some sort of like, judging by what I'm going to see later, is it some sort of creation that's in there? Like some sort of black magic voodoo thing? Yeah. It's crazy. I know oh. she kisses him. Says I love you, and then pulls that sword out like she have, has used the sword before. Oh, absolutely! She gives a badass look towards the camera. It's it reminds me of in a movie if you ever see somebody handed a gun. Yeah. That you're supposed to be under the impression they've never done it before, and yet you see them like rack it or something, or like right. they you know they pop they can pop the clip out and pop it. You're like, no, yeah, you don't know how to do that. Right. Unless you've had training. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, you could figure it out, but it's gonna you're going to have to look at it for a second. If you, I mean, I'm talking if you're completely unfamiliar with weapons at all. Yeah. You're going to have to at least look at it. Right. It's just like if you've never held – like I, now, she doesn't hold it really in a fighting pose until like a little bit later, but you're not even going to know how to hold it right. Have you ever seen someone hold like a – like a ba- even a baseball bat for the first time? Oh, yeah. Say, go stand over there. I'm going to throw you the ball. Everybody, everybody holds a crazy a golf yeah. club, anything. The first time you hold it, unless somebody walks over and goes, no, 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 you hold it like this and like this, you look like an idiot. Right. I love you. And and then they said a line, uh, what if Bryn's still in there? there? Hmm? Fighting to get out. out. I hope you're not going to ask me who that is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, have no idea. <laughs> I guess I don't know who it is. I wonder if it's the next thing they flash to, if that's Bryn. Well, is that, who says that? Do you know whose line that is? It is. Uh, Are you going to say a character name and then I'm going to ask who it is because I'm still not going to know? Oh, oh, okay. No, it's Harry that says that. Okay, yeah. That's what I thought because I thought that was maybe her. Right. I had the dialogue, but I thought it was right after that. It's not. It's it's after they show this. Yeah. I don't know. I want to get into this friggin' nightmare at the end. Yeah. Well, we cut to this thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm, I'm trying to get it up on my screen so I can just get a still shot of it. Now, having watched a fair amount of horror movies, the way I think this has happened... I think that was somebody they knew who has now been uh, turned into cardboard. Okay, and he's pro- possibly turning into cardboard himself. So yeah, yes, that makes sense. So like this person has been trapped by, I assume, the guy with the glasses. Oh right, right, right. Who is being? Who is now being followed by the documentary crew? Yeah, they they they've uh, traded off. 
To well, I mean, they, well, to be fair, they're the media. You know, they're not they're not involved in the story. They're just <laughs> they're just following. They're, it they're just they're just watching the action. <laughs> but again, now, just like if he's supposed to be the bad guy, they are also very calm. This is like they're li- if what's going on is what I think is going on. This is like they're sitting in the room with Doctor Mengele, and they're yeah. like, "Well, we're just watching this. There's, this is nothing <laughs> odd here." <laughs> I mean, Dave made the maze, right? Because that's the name of his stinking movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, who, where did this guy come from? Did he? Did, did he bring him in too? Well, it maybe it's one of those things. Like again, another horror movie trip. Like you make something, but you make something you don't understand, right? Or you make it right. far more powerful than you meant to. So like you open up like a dimension or whatever. You know, you accidentally create the puzzle box, and next thing you know, you got Pinhead walking around <laughs> with the with the Cenobites. <laughs> I um I misspoke when I said stinking movie because I have no idea what kind of movie this is, and I really really want to see it, so I shouldn't have said stinking. Well, listen, movie. <laughs> I gotta say, it sold to me. Oh, it's definitely sold. I'm watching it. I was, I was sold after the first minute I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. when I thought it was a totally different movie. So our first minute, they were still – only he was only he was in the maze at that point. Yeah. So we were like, oh, this is so interesting. I, we thought the movie was going to be about them trying to rescue him. Trying to get him out and of the maze. That was our first two minutes was like that kind of stuff. And then yeah. we cut like 20 minutes in. All of a sudden, everybody's in the maze. Right. And we're like, what's going on here? It does, I am tempted now. To like contact somebody else at Movies by Minutes and be like, can I just have like four random minutes of your movie, especially one I haven't seen? Right. <laughs> and just be like, just give me four random minutes anywhere throughout your Come movie, on, and I'll fun. try to piece and I'll try to piece it together. Yeah. Well, I want to see how close we are too. This the the thing that they cut to has long hair and it makes a sound. I think it's female. Yeah. I I that is my number one theory. This was a regular person who has been turned yeah. into this because it looks like they're tied up. Yeah. It, like maybe, I don't. I, at first, it I thought it was like puppet strings, but it's not. It's it's rope. Yeah, and this wow, dude seems to be like enjoying it in like a you know a sociopathic sort of way. Yeah, he's smiling as soon as they cut to him. Now he says, "What if Bryn is still in there fighting to get out? Fighting to get out? Could that be Bryn? Is still in? Oh, is still in that cardboard? Yeah, in that body fighting to get out. Yeah. He says it to the camera crew, and they just kind of look away, like they don't know. What to, well, the one just stands there smiling at him, and the other guy looks away. Yeah. So yeah, when we get past there, we cut to her cutting through with the with the sword. Yeah, and uh, it's the first time that I see anything that kind of shows the lack of budget we're working with here. Okay. Because I think we're supposed to see like smoke and dust and that type of thing. Right. But it all blows it's in just... from behind her. <laughs> no. I say it. Oh yeah, I got it. The music's well too, but yeah, it yeah. looks like it looks like a heavy metal video. Like the music's blowing our hair around and stuff. I mean, the uh, yeah. the dust is blowing our hair around. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's no fault of who's making it because, again, only a psychotic person would watch it minute by minute and multiple right. times. And that's the only reason why I caught it. Yeah. But she does have one of those moments. She does look kind of look like a when she, as she's jamming it into the wall, like a little, you know, the first 10 minutes of Phantom Menace trying to melt through the wall type thing. <laughs> Although more realistic and, you know. Now, does that thing, the cardboard thing, does it laugh? Is that a laugh that it does? I don't know if that's la- laughing or like the strings. It's like a wee type yeah. thing. I was wondering, is he making her like a monster and he's going to... I think it's just like the noise, especially the noise of them cutting in and, you know, just some sound to pump up the, the action. Yeah. But then the, the music swells and she puts it right through that cardboard. and Yeah. And we're, we're treated to one more shot of whoever this is, Bryn or somebody else. That seems to, I don't know if it's her or be enjoying that she cut the cardboard. I don't know. I think she just hears something, but what I will point out at the very – can you see the very last second? Yeah. Do you see the guy turn? Yeah, like he's scared. And he's just about to yell. Oh, so I'm wondering right. if he's, he's 
you know, they start to break in. Because what are we in? 65 minutes into this? So we're in the third act of this movie, probably. I'm yeah. assuming this is like a 90-minute movie. This may be the beginning of the third act. where she's That would be the only thing that would make me tap out on this movie if I find out it's like two hours and 50 minutes long. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I can sit through two hours and 50 minutes. But I'm assuming by where we are and what's going on that we are... This is your third act, you know, where, uh, to put it back in a Star Wars thing, like, everybody's just flying out in their X-Wings. <laughs> like, we're down to the final act. <laughs> Notice how I'm using a far more popular movie than the one we're covering as our, <laughs> as our basis. I, I don't know. I think this podcast is going to make it a lot more popular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was ours, I guess if it was Mallrats, I mean, you're doing the, uh, I guess the, sh- the game show is starting. Truth yeah. or Date is right. starting. Uh, Svenning just sat down telling everybody he's sick. They're getting ready to start. Yeah. Yeah. He's got diphtheria. Yeah. (laughs) Join us on Jay and Silent Bob Minute. (laughs) I promise you, we've actually watched that movie before we've, (laughs) before we covered it. (laughs) We even watched the extended cut or the original cut. For no reason. (laughs) All right. So, I mean, this is the last minute we're covering. So what are your overall feelings on uh, Dave Made a Maze? I I mean, I want to say it. I think it looks it looks cool. It looks like somebody's definitely got pretty creative with it, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, and I'll say this: like again, I know that it's it's obviously not a mainstream type movie or it's not a huge budget, but it looks like it's practical effects. Everything looks really good from the four minutes we've watched. All the acting's been really good. I've really not not Stephen doesn't doesn't do much in this minute, but in the previous minutes, I really enjoyed the girlfriend yeah. and his other buddy, who you only see for like a second. The guy with the beard, right? Like, I really thought they stood out as, like, the best performers that I saw. Now I'll have to see. I'll have to see if that holds up over the whole movie, if they're the ones that I still like. (laughs) I mean, it looks like fun. It looks like it's, like, you're not going to get bored through this movie, I don't think. No, I mean, I've seen, (laughs) just from the four minutes I've watched, I've watched worse movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen probably budgets ten times this and make bad movies. And you're like, what is this garbage? It's not interesting. It's not original. And this is both of those things. It's interesting and original. Just from the four minutes that we saw. Just from the four minutes we've seen, which, again, not sequential at all. At least the first two minutes we watched were within, like, five minutes of each other. Yeah. This, so we're, we're jumping around now. Yeah, we then we jumped, like, 20 and 25 minutes. So, yeah, I'm totally lost now. I believe in the last episode we did i said check us back out at uh episode 46 so hey, good one. this is 65 <laughs> yeah and I, yeah i we i do believe this is our last one and so at some point we'll be watching it but this is an interesting experiment i'll be interested to see who does this next time with just completely jumping around on a yeah. movie it made it better i think because say this was i don't know remember we did we did die hard before right. where we did it in teams of doing five minutes at a time. I think that was a good for a movie like Die Hard that everybody had seen. Yeah. But if you could find movies like this, like quality movies, but that most people have not seen. Right. I think lend themselves to this type of thing. Because if I was watching, I mean, just name any other movie, like uh, they have Christmas Vacation we just watched the other day. If I watched five random minutes of that, like I know everything about that movie. Yeah. That wouldn't be a big deal for me. But like watching this and not knowing what's going on, it's right. it's a lot of fun to host it and try to be like, I don't know. And I want to hear how dumb we sound at the end. <laughs> When we jumped into this, I thought he was going to give us like five minutes in a row. <laughs> but then like we got the separate minutes. And I was like, oh, this is even better. <laughs> yeah, this is much better. Yeah. Because if you watch five straight minutes, you're going to get some sort of understanding of what's happening, right. at least in that time frame. Like we literally weren't in the maze before. And now we're almost we're getting towards the end of it. At least three of these minutes are completely different than the one we saw before. Yeah. Like I have no idea how they built to each of these minutes. All right. So. I think that's going to be it for us. Do you have anything anything else to say about it? Uh, uh, I'll get back to you when I'm done the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely – I will drop some notes in the uh, whatever uh, room they have for this one. I don't know what it's actually called. 
So why don't you uh, why don't you give our plugs? <laughs> we are the from the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. You can check us out on DuelingGenre.com. We finished Clerks Minute, Clerks one minute at a time, <laughs> and we're working our way through Mall Rats right now. You can also go back and see and listen to our original podcast, Burbs Minute, Tom, the Tom Hanks movie. And that's about it. You got anything else, Jim? Uh, no, I think that's it for us. Uh, stay safe, neighbors, and have a chocolate-covered pretzel. And then I can probably disarm all the traps, and then we can we can finish this maze. Who is with me? That was Chris Dukach and Jeff Fury of G and Silent Bob Minute taking on Minute 65 of Dave Made a Maze. They may have escaped the maze. Next time on Dave Made a Minute, we've got Travis Bow of Watchmen Minute taking on Minute 66. Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is Diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place, and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice, and check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening. As long as we're all working together, this is going to be fine. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Wait, what?